0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Mondo Show. You're in for a treat today. If there was ever a time where we need advice on dating, relationships, marriage, family, it is today. In the age where so many people are struggling to find love, we see more people experiencing loneliness, depression, and anxiety. The Bible says that it's not good for men or women to be alone. But why is it that we're having a hard time finding the one or keeping a marriage and a family together? Stay tuned because on today's program, I have a very special guest that is going to be here today via Skype and help us navigate through some of the challenges that men and women are facing today. Alyssa Bethke is a lifestyle blogger, a best-selling author, a writer, a YouTube influencer, a mommy, and a wife. You may know her husband, Jeff Bethke. He was a regular guy who just wanted to make some YouTube videos for his friends. But one day, his spoken word video, Why I Hate Religion, but love Jesus, went viral. Everything changed. More than 600,000 subscribers and 70 million views later, Jeff became an overnight sensation. But I want to tell you something. This is a team that is a duel. Alyssa and Jeff were married on October 14th, 2012, the same month my wife and I got married, by the way. They have three beautiful kids, Kingsley, Cannon, and Lucy, and of course, a dog named Aslan. Alyssa and her husband, Jeff, have a popular YouTube channel and the Real Life Podcast where they share insights to their relationship and raising kids while balancing success. Listen, if I can sum up their mission, it would be that they are encouraging men and women, families through online experiences and creative resources that are practical, fun, and helping each person in their journey on following Jesus. Well, all the way from the promised land, Maui, (laughs) in Hawaii. Joining me via Skype, please help me welcome the best-selling author, Alyssa Bethke, to the program. Hello, Alyssa.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me today.
0: I am so excited. So many people know you and your husband. And first and foremost, I wanna thank you for the work that you do for all of us. Listen, we are in this journey trying to find the one. But I want to go back with you because it's so intriguing to me as I watch you and your husband develop some of the most creative and fun activities that uh, marriages can have in their life, but also the people that are still single trying to find the one. But I want to go back a few years ago. How did you know Jeff was the one? I want you to take us back into your journey on finding the one God had for you.
1: Sure. Wow, that is going back a little bit. Um, So Jeff was my first boyfriend ever. We met when I was 22 and started dating long distance. And I immediately from the first set of talking to him knew that this guy was different than any guy I had ever met. Um, We met at a wedding and he immediately just started sharing his story and his testimony and where he came from and how the Lord saved him and where he was now. And it was so refreshing to hear someone just be so open and honest about the Lord and his grace and um just really being open about it. And so I knew that something was different about him. We started dating and it was funny because I felt like in my deepest heart, I was just like, this is the man that I want to marry. This is the guy I want to spend the rest of my life with, but really wasn't sure if this was what God had in store. And so I remember just praying a lot, um, so many mornings just on my knees with my hands open, like, Lord, just show me if this is the right one. Like, do you want me to marry Jeff? Um, And we went through a little bit of a it didn't go so smoothly. We dated long distance, which is just really difficult. We ended up breaking up for a year and I dated someone else. And then, but I just always kind of had this soft heart towards Jeff. Um, and then when we started talking again a year later, I just knew like, I just, I don't know. That's such a good question. I don't know exactly how I knew. I just knew that I wanted, I it was hard for me to vision my life without him. I knew I wanted him in my life. And when we started dating again, I just knew like, if we're getting back together, this is for the long haul, this is for marriage. And the second time around, he was much more um, mature because before we had met in college, he wasn't sure what he was gonna do with his life. He didn't know if he could support a wife. The second round of dating, it was, we. he still wasn't quite sure what was going on. That was before YouTube and all of that, paying off college debt. Um, but we just kind of knew like, this is it. We're going to figure it out. And, um, his heart was what really drew me to him. He has such a teachable heart, um, which I think is one of the key things to look for in a future spouse. Cause they're, they're not going to be the mature heart of a six-year-old man, but they're going to still be in their 20s or 30s or whatever. They still have a lot of maturing and growing to do. But the question is, are they teachable so that they will learn and grow? And are they humble um, to continue to learn and mature?
0: Absolutely. So, wow. What a journey. I mean, you never know who that one is going to be. You know, growing up, I never believed in marriage, I never believed in having kids. As a matter of fact, I did everything I, in my power to get to that point. And when the girls I was dating were started talking about kids and marriage, I, I walked away. I said, "This is not for me, but I want to tell you something. I want to talk about dating and relationships with you, because you have written books, blogs, you do podcasting. you do a lot of interviews about love. Dating, marriage, relationships, embracing who you are. And in today's culture, Alyssa, it intrigues me that so many in this modern age are trying to connect through social dating apps, and so many people are having a hard time dating. I'm finding or or, or finding the right person to date. Can you give us what are the red flags that people need to watch out for when it comes to finding the one?
1: Yeah. Wow. That's such a good question. And it's funny because Jeff and I talk about this a lot because when we met, it was before any app. So all the apps now today are foreign to me. Uh, we met during the Facebook age. So we met through Facebook, um, but before we met at a wedding. And so it has really changed. And I feel like um, what has made it so difficult now is the apps kind of just show that there's so many options. And so it can be easy to just kind of keep swiping, thinking that something better will come along. Um, and so there are so many options, which you would think would be good, but sometimes it's more difficult because we're not as easy to, um, be all in with something, if that makes sense. I think the Yeah, so I really, I don't know what the red flags are. I just feel like I have such a heart for those that are single and wanting to be married in this day and age because it is really hard online. And I feel like after the college age, it makes it even more difficult to meet someone. Um, And so my heart really goes out to singles right now. I think the red flags are, um, are are your expectations and ideals too high. And I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying settle at all, like, but also make a realistic list of what you're looking for, like what eye color they have, or maybe where they live. Those things are more secondary or not as important. What are really important to you, like their heart, their character. Um, Do you enjoy being with them? Do they make you laugh? Um, Do they have a teachable heart? Those kind of things are what to really look for. And then I think to just be really open to say yes, to try out going on date and um, get to know someone, not just online, but their real life person in person. So that's what I would say.
0: Absolutely. I love that because we are living in a whole different age. And when I was growing up, there was no Facebook, there was no apps. You just had to do it face to face or You had to make sure you had the right line to open up a conversation with a girl. But it seems like it's getting harder and harder. But if I may ask you, with your experience, your wisdom that you have, and, and all the conversations you've gained throughout your research, being single and then now being married, what is the meaning of love? Because when so many have had horrible experiences, deep hurts, and abusive ways of experiencing uh, and receiving love, what what's your advice to people that are going through that mo- motion? I guess you call it of love.
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think so many of us, I think our deepest desire as humans is to be loved, and I think it's to be fully known and fully loved. Because you're not, if you're not fully known, then you can't be fully loved. Because they only love a certain version of you. Um, and if you're fully known but not loved, then that just feels like deep rejection. And so I think every human has that deep desire to be loved. Um, my encouragement or my first thought is to really go to the Lord to find true love and what, and ask Him, what is love? Because it says in the Bible that God is love and He's perfect in His love. His love is not based on what we do. It's not based on our performance. It's not based on our past or our baggage. It's just this covenantal, never-ending, always steadfast love that he gives to us. And love is really longing for what's best for the other person. We as humans um, need Jesus to show love because we don't always do it perfectly at all. And so, um, you know, love is often especially in marriage, it's asking for forgiveness, it's humbling ourselves, confessing what we did wrong, going first and asking for forgiveness. And it's continually being committed to the person, choosing the person, um, wanting what's best for them. And in dating, I think sometimes, wanting what's best for them is maybe breaking it off or not leading them on or not manipulating them. Um, It's really being honest in our communication and offering so much grace, creating a safe, a safe place to be fully known um, and to offer that love. And as we continue to seek the Lord and know what His love is, and as we are poured in with His love, then we can love. It's out of His love that we love. Um, and so I really think we need to be deeply rooted in God's love for us in order to have um, healthy relationships and to give love.
0: I'm glad you mentioned relationship because I want to get into that right now. And those that are watching, you are going to relate to this because as men and women, sometimes we make a mistake in our relationship that can ruin everything. But I want to ask you, what is the one thing that we as men and women do that can ruin a relationship? Oh
1: man, I think, um, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is breaking trust. Now I say that we all will break trust at one point. There's different like ways we break trust. Maybe it's in a really small thing. Sometimes it's a really deep, big thing. And even as I say that ways to break love, like God's love is so much bigger. There's always redemption. There's always forgiveness and um a welcoming with him. Sometimes in relationships, you know, you can withstand that and there's forgiveness and grace and there's healing and reconciliation. And sometimes it's, you know, time to part ways like in dating. Um, and so I think really the main things that come to mind is being a person who is truthful, that tells the honest truth and, um, Yeah, that is so that the other person can learn to trust you. And if you do something wrong in the relationship, to confess it, to ask for forgiveness, to say it up front, to go to them and say it instead of waiting until you're found out.
0: We'll be right back with more of my conversation with Alyssa Bethke. But first, I want to share and remind you, don't forget to order your Roku device. This is the Roku Express You can order it right now. I'm putting the link on the screen on ptlshop.com. Or you can give me a call right now at 1-888-777-3530. Order your Roku Express right now so you can continue to watch the Mondo Show on the PTL Network. Do it today. This is a way to support this program and support the PTL Network. Let's get back. To more of our conversation with Alisa Bethke. I got to ask you this because we're watching marriages fall apart in Christianity, and it hurts me. Every time I watch a marriage uh, publicly fall apart, uh, I always wonder what, what went wrong, what happened, and I'm, I'm not here to just try to tell people what to do or anything, but I'm here to bring you answers, if I can say that, answers that you can start talking about in your marriage, in your relationship as you're trying to find the one, or if you found the one and you find yourself in marriage already and you're finding yourself struggling to stay in that marriage, I, I, I had to bring Alyssa right here on the show because she has written so many materials. I I want you to go find her materials. You can go to Amazon, but I'm going to put a link to her website where you can go and find materials that will encourage your marriage, that will encourage you as a single person trying to find the one. And Alyssa, how do we make our love last in our marriage? That's
1: such a good question. Um, And Jeff and I were actually just talking about this last night. We've been married for almost nine years. So not so many years, but enough where we have some under our belt. And the question we had gotten asked was, how has your marriage changed? And we just were saying how our marriage has really deepened like the people that we were when we first got married. We're not the same people. And as we've gone through grief and trials and everyday hardships, even just raising kids and finances and making decisions, we've learned to really understand each other so much more and our love and marriage is so much deeper than what it was. And so I'm really grateful, but we also have learned that marriage can be, um, Fragile in a sense, like it really is something that you have to work at, that you have to protect and prioritize. And um, I just, it can be so easy to let those little foxes come in and you start resenting the other person or you just don't spend time connecting, especially when you have young kids and businesses. Life can get really crazy and it can be really easy to let your marriage kind of slide in the background. And so, um, it is kind of fragile in a sense where you just need to really protect it and take care of it. And I think one of the key things is, man, find a couple, a person that can mentor you guys, that can be a safe place when you're like, we've been having this argument 10 million times in 10 different ways. Can we just talk to you about it? Help us to have some breakthroughs with it, like to have counseling, just have somebody to go to, to share things so that you can have wisdom and have a healthy relationship. And there's no shame in that. All of us um, are in the same boat. Like the goal is to have healthy flourishing marriages and we need mentors and counselors and older people to speak into it, to help us understand each other and communicate well. And so I feel like that is such a big part of having a love that lasts is seeking mentorship. Another one is prayer. I feel like, um, I was telling Jeff, I feel like some of the keys to marriage is prayer and sex. If you can keep those two things like, You'll probably have a really a good marriage, like just praying together, going before the Lord's throne, praying for each other and making sure that you're connecting and um, pursuing each other.
0: Wow. What an advice. I've never heard an advice that way. I, I Listen, this is for you. You're watching, you're struggling to connect. I know there's times when my wife and I struggle to connect because we get so busy and and the kids take priority some days. But Listen, I'll give you an advice to go along with it. date, your wife, take her on a date. And I'm speaking to myself because I have to remind myself to make time that it doesn't mean you have to go and and, and make an elaborate date. No, sometimes it's just coming from work and going on a walk, just you and your wife around the block and, and just talking, holding hands. Talking about how was your day, or you know what? I'm sorry if I if I've been ignoring you. And and listen, that will lead to every man's dream with their wife. That is to connect physically, emotionally, and never forgetting to romance the one you fell in love with. I gotta ask you this: uh, Who mentored you? You seem to have a balance in life with raising kids, writing books and blogs, and still keeping your marriage a priority who has been your biggest mentor?
1: Wow, um, what a good question. So there's been a few. My really sweet, sweet mentor, Robin Jones-Gunn is an author, and I kind of came, I didn't come to the Lord, but I felt like she really discipled me through her books all through high school and college. And so she's been huge in my life. Jeff and I have, um, a couple friends, Jeremy and April Pryor, who we lead family teams with. It's an organization where we pour into families and they're ahead of us and they have five kids. Um, and so we really go to them with a lot of marriage um, problems and kid problems and they can speak into that. And then I, I just have some other women in my life who I feel like are kind of an umbrella where I can vox or text or call and say, hey, this is what's going on. Can you give me a fresh perspective on it? Or can you pray for me? So I am so grateful. I would not be able to navigate my life um, nearly as well without them.
0: Wow. Why is it being mentored so valuable in our lives? I, I mean, I found that after I walked away from a life of gangs and and emotionally I was disconnected from people, especially to women and, and relationships, and when I got married, I had a great friend of mine. I became a great mentor. Dr. Gary Smalley, became, he began to mentor me before I started getting even involved with my wife, and he had mentored my wife since she was 13, And but I found that his coaching, his mentoring became so valuable to where I am today, but why do you feel that mentoring is so valuable to have in a relationship?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's just having that safe place to go to someone that isn't your friends, that you know, they're on your team, that whatever you say, they're not going to turn against your spouse or against you, that they are for you, for your marriage, for your unity. You just need someone to bounce things off with that. It's like, Hey, this is what's really going on in our marriage. Um, Can you help us to have fresh perspective on it? Can you help us to understand each other? Can you guide and lead us? And I think it's people that are a little bit ahead. They don't have to be years ahead, but a little bit ahead where um, they can just give you wisdom and that they understand both of you. Sometimes it's been so helpful because I just don't understand Jeff's perspective or why he's doing what he's doing or believes what he believes. And being able to go to a mentor it helps me to understand him in a way that I can't with just talking to him. I know that sounds funny, but it's sometimes it's, you know, Proverbs talk so much about the wisdom of counselors. And so, but also being wise about who you talk to, you need someone that is for your marriage and who understands your spouse. Um, and so, yeah, I just think there's so much wisdom in counsel.
0: Our time is almost gone, but I got to ask you two more questions. One what is your advice to young people that are getting ready to walk down the aisle? Probably have no clue what the future holds. What advice do you give a young person that is getting ready to make that kind of commitment?
1: Yes, that's a good question. Um, I would say, man, I feel like the two things that come to my mind are forgive, like <clears throat> give so much grace to each other and forgiveness don't withhold that be quick to forgive and then um, Philippians 2 2 there's a chapter verse in there that my mentors gave me it talks about considering others interests more important than your own and so I think just continue to choose your spouse like be for them be their biggest cheerleader their biggest supporter their safe place and consider them, like pray for them, write them notes, like continually do all the little things that pour into your marriage so that, and then also I think have fun, like play card games, go on road trips or drives or whatever it is that really fun. Cause that's why that's such a big part of marriage is that you guys have fun together and laugh together. And so to keep that
0: going. What a great advice. I cannot let you leave. So many people are watching this program all over the United States, millions through the PTL network. Can you pray for the person watching right now that is waiting for the love of their life to come? And and for those that are in a marriage that may be struggling to keep it together, can you pray for those that are watching right now before you say goodbye? Sure. I would love to. Laura, thank you.
1: Thank you so much for each listener that is listening and watching right now, Lord. And I know that you see them. I know that you know their deepest hearts and their inner struggles, Lord, whether it is longing to be married and still waiting and how hard that can be, Lord, or whether they're in a relationship that they know needs to end and isn't the right thing, um, or whether they're in a marriage, Lord, that is really difficult right now, and they're struggling, and um, they need help. They need mentors. They need forgiveness. They need grace, and so, God, I just pray that you would meet with each watcher today, that you would minister to their heart and give them hope, Lord. I pray that you would give them just fresh joy and hope, help them to do the right thing, help them to have wise people around them that they can go to and seek counsel from. And I pray God that you would um, just be so intimate with them, Lord, that they hear your voice, that um, they can continue to wait on you as you pour into them and minister to them, and that they would be encouraged to choose the other person, to ask for forgiveness, to communicate, to pursue them, to prioritize their marriage, Lord. I just pray that strongholds would be broken, that breakthroughs would come, that there would be just so much unity in marriages, God. Um, Marriage is such a vehicle to show your gospel to people. And so I just pray, God, that you would really bless the marriages, Lord, draw them close to each other. And I pray that we would shine your light to the world, Lord, and just show how glorious and beautiful marriage is um, when we do it in your way, Lord. So we just love you. Thank you for each listener today. Amen.
0: Amen. I want to thank my special guest, Alyssa Bethke. She's a lifestyle blogger, best-selling author. Listen, go to her website right now. I'm going to put the link on the screen so many great materials that her and her husband have put together to help you navigate through marriage, through relationship, or you're trying to find the love of your life. There's nothing better than being mentor, And here you have a lady that has been called by God. Her and her husband have a ministry to pour into you, to the next generation. Or maybe you're a seasoned person that's still waiting on God to bring the love of your life. I want to encourage you, don't give up on love. The Bible says that I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. God has a plan for your love life. Don't give up on it. Don't let the poison of the past continue to stop you from falling in love. The Bible clearly says it is not good for men and women to be alone. We are meant to be together. We need one another. Find a mentor in your life that can guide you and give you the wisdom that will restore the broken heart, that will restore the love that God has given you to give to someone. And if you're in a marriage and you're struggling, don't give up on it. Find help. There are great counselors out there, great materials, great books that will help you find the answers. Listen, if nothing else, read the book. Basic instructions before leaving earth. The Bible has the answers to your marriage, to your relationship. Don't give up on God. I have to go. But remember, God loves you. He really does. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.